0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the the second episode of the New Beginnings Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Moss, and I want to thank you so much for not only tuning in, but for any of you who listened to the first episode. I hope that I don't come across as too unprofessional, uh, but I can assure you as I go along, I'm going to try to learn a lot along the way and do my best to... Uh, learn about the ways where I can, bang, where I can bring better content and uh, a little bit more fun to the episodes, as well as have guests along the way eventually whenever I can kind of get that set up and get a little better setup going where I'm not just kind of talking into my phone. <laughs> and so, uh, so again, thank you. I do really appreciate it, and I hope that uh, I'm able to, to bring at least a little bit of fun to you during, during your day for these short amount of times that we'll be together. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the Dolphins' new quarterback, Tuatunga-Vailoa, and going to talk about my feelings about him in general, going to talk about uh, where I see him going as far as uh, the future of this franchise is concerned, and talk a little bit about this upcoming year and what can we really expect as far as uh, what playing time he might receive. Uh, But at the beginning, I wanted to start off with something a little bit more serious. Um, As I may have stated in the first episode, I am a police officer, and so I wanted to use this small platform of mine to at least voice my opinion on what we've all seen transpire in this country recently. Um, I I do want to say that I I cannot begin to understand what it is like to be discriminated against because of the color of my skin, and I really uh, cannot begin to understand what it is like to be treated differently in general. And so I can, I can understand that there's a lot of anger there and I just want you to know that your, your voice is heard and, and I, I completely want to listen. I want to listen. I want to have conversations. I want to do anything that I can in my small community or whatever small part that I can do to try to build those relationships, to try to uh, listen to the hurt and the pain that is coming across and you see it every day. Um, throughout through what is transpiring right now in the different cities I, I like to think that I use uh, my my job uh, as a police officer to try to serve and help my community and I certainly would, would never dream of treating anybody differently because of the color of their skin I mean it's completely completely wrong Um and I really hope that we can where we can go from here is is we can really try to use this as a opportunity to to sit down at the same tables um, to try to build up those relationships and strengthen our relationships to make sure that things like this do not happen and are not allowed to happen uh, because that's ultimately what we all want. we need we need change and um, it's it's unfortunate that we have to have terrible acts like this happen to really use as a wake-up call for something that's going on, like wrong things that are going on in the country. Um, but I, I do hope that we are able to turn this around and that we are able to to see a more positive change uh, come in the wake of this awful, awful situation. But I do hope that all of you are staying safe out there. Um, I hope that you are using this time to make your voice heard, make your opinion heard, um, and and hopefully doing so in a safe fashion. Um, there's a lot of civilians and a lot of police officers out there right now that are being put in harm's way that have families that, that are genuinely good people all around. And, um, I hope that you at least, at least think about that, um, as you, as you try to make your voice heard at a time where it should be heard, frankly. But I just wanted to let you know a little bit about myself and, and how I feel um, in in this time. But I did feel that it was important to at least uh, say something um, with the with the small platform that I do have here. And uh, I'm not very political and I'm not very uh, well versed uh, in situations such as this, but I, I do I, I did create this uh, podcast to talk about things football. But when there's something going on like this, I, I feel that it is important to at least speak your mind and, and at least get that out there. Uh, so I felt inclined to do so. But we'll go ahead and get into it now. Um, get into my thoughts on Tua Tungavailoa, uh the Dolphins' new quarterback. As I'm sure all of you know by now, uh, picked number five overall by the team here in the draft. Whenever I start to think about Tua... Um, I do want to state that I do have a strong bias uh, when it comes to him uh, because I have watched him for quite a while. I'm not an Alabama fan uh, by, uh, by any means, um, but I do remember seeing him uh, on the platform of Alabama whenever he really rose uh, to the occasion from when, when he came in and started playing. And from the beginning, I've always had a sense that he was going to do great things. Uh, by the way he played, by the way he acts, by the way he speaks. And so I wanted to stress that at the beginning because I'm going to sound like a sound like a huge to a supporter, and I really have been. Uh, but I am going to really try to taper back my expectations, try to be a realist because when it comes to what we've experienced with this team over the years, we know that they have that they have went after that quarterback a few different times. and it's never really worked out since Dan Marino, as we all know. Um, so I, I am trying to take my fandom for Tua, and I'm trying to look at it from the perspective that there are ways that this can go wrong, um, especially with the injury history that we, that we're all familiar with, and, but I'll, I'll get into, uh, what I experienced with him from the beginning, because when I started watching him, I knew that he was going to be something special, um, I knew that he was going to be a quarterback that was going to eventually be taken high in the draft. And I had a feeling that it was going to be the Dolphins. I don't know why. I think it's probably just because I liked him a lot. And I I was probably just really hoping that he was going to be um, the Dolphins quarterback eventually. Uh, But as as he went through his collegiate career um, and got to the point where he was going to enter the draft, especially uh, for the tank for two a year that we... That we all watched uh, the not so tank for two a year uh, in in which we still got him anyway, uh, which was it was kind of funny. But as we got down to the end there and got closer to draft time, there was a lot of talk on who the Dolphins were actually going to be taking, taking uh, with the number five pick. There were some talks that it could be Justin Herbert, which I I really I really hoped that it wouldn't be him. Personally, and I know there's some of you out there who probably like Justin Herbert, and there's probably a lot of you that think that he's going to end up being better than Tua, which very, very well may happen. I mean, I I can't pretend to know what it's going to be like, and he's certainly got a lot of incha- uh, intangibles and tools uh, that make him uh, the number six overall pick, frankly. And so I'm sure that he's going to go on to, to have a fine career for the most part, and um, I certainly don't wish anything bad for him. And, quite frankly, um, at least with my opinion, I I do believe that he was the best quarterback in the draft. Um, I think Joe Burrow is a fine quarterback, um, and I I think he could possibly end up being a great quarterback. Um, uh, The Bengals are going to have to build up around him a little bit, but they do have some decent players there now, and um, they certainly have a quarterback to which they can build around and try to turn their franchise around with, and... um, Whenever whenever I compare the two of them, it, it really does... You do have to factor in the injury concerns with tuatunga Um But with Joe Burrow, he, he gives me that feel and that worry that having one great year um, could blind you to the fact that, that there are some areas where he may be lacking that could create issues for your football team. And... Uh, I mean, that one year was, I mean, one of the best, if not the best season by a collegiate quarterback that we've ever seen. And so you can't take that away from him. I mean, he deserved every accolade that he got for it. He deserves all the praise that he got for his play on the field uh, because it was outstanding. And whenever, like I was saying, whenever I do compare the two, the way that I break it down is just taking the body of work for Tua uh, throughout his uh, entire time at Alabama, and whenever whenever I look at it, I, I see the times where he has struggled, um, but the times where he has taken a struggling team at times. I mean, not that they've struggled that much. Uh, Alabama's usually been a powerhouse uh, throughout throughout uh, college football. Um, But at times where they've been lacking in certain areas, he's really rose to the occasion or at times where they've been down or they've been getting beat or ended up even losing in some of the games where he's been able to try to bring them back to try to will this team uh, to try to pull out a victory. And he's been able to do that at times and at other times he's gotten them close. Um, And so I, I really think that that speaks a lot to what kind of football player he is and what kind of person he is in general. And so that's what really made me fall in love with Tua, the player, uh, was, was what I had seen before. Um, obviously, we, we look at the injuries. Uh, we look at some of the elective surgeries that he's had, uh, mainly on the ankles. And, uh, which, none of the other ones really concerned me too much. Um, going, in, going into that last year and, and watching him uh, receive that hip injury... Uh, was definitely a concern, though. Uh, it was something that we all had to watch and we all had to look at, and, and everybody's talked about it over and over. Uh, but it's it's certainly a, a major injury. Um, it's something that we've seen in the past that has, has derailed careers in some cases. Um, but more more in, in more recent history, uh, the injury has, has been able to... You know, players have been able to come back from it. Uh, players have been able to go on to have successful careers with it. And I believe that is going to be the case here. Uh, we've only seen a couple of those short videos come out with Tua. Uh, and, you know, where it looks like he's, he's at least, if nothing else, you could say that he's working hard to get back. Um, he's putting in the work. He's putting in the rehab. And he's certainly going to put himself in the best place physically uh, to be able to help this team succeed. And help himself succeed uh, within the NFL. But when it came down to a lot of the injury-prone talk, I just... I can I can see and I can understand it. I can go along with the conversation about the injury concerns. I just think that whenever you look at it as a whole, I really don't think that it's going to be too big of an issue. Um, we've we've heard it discussed uh, recently about players that have that have been injury prone going into the NFL, uh, even more injury prone than Tua, and have went on to have healthy, successful careers. And we've seen players come in with little to no injury history at all, and uh, it doesn't take long before they're derailed by some injury in the NFL. I mean, these things happen. Uh, It's not really something that you should predicate your entire decision for a player around, in my opinion. And really, whenever I look at at least what kind of character I believe that, that Tua has, I think that he's the kind who is going to constantly work Um, to get back from any injury that he may have and he's going to be a guy who's going to uh, really overcome a lot of obstacles that may be in his way because he has that kind of characteristic that you you can't teach he has that it factor Um, he has the will to win he's a winner and he's a leader of men and that's really what I try to focus on and really what I believe was the deciding factor when they were looking at uh, which quarterback they were going to try to go after in the draft. And there was really no doubt in my mind, uh, amidst all the smokescreens and all the talk before the draft, that he was going to be the pick. Uh, You've probably heard it and seen it already, read it in a couple of articles that have already been written about how the team, uh, the players, have already have already either been reached out to by Tua or have reached out to him. Uh, But those conversations have already been going on and how they've already come to know and come to like him as a person, as a player, and really putting their trust in him as this team moves forward into the new year. And I believe looking at that, I can really get the sense that he is a leader of men, that he is somebody who is going to take this team and take this young core group that the Dolphins have uh, put in place. And they're really going to come into their own together. They're going to learn the system together, they're going to learn each other's playing styles, and they're going to grow and mold into a complete team. And I think that's exactly what Flores and and Chris Greer and, and this team in general is trying to build. They're building a young core of players uh, that have either been former high picks that maybe haven't worked out or players looking to really put their stamp uh, put their brand in and build up their name on a team and they brought them in they brought in these hungry players they've brought in these uh, somewhat unknown players at times uh, but they've brought in other people that are that are rising as well uh like Eric Flowers which you know the signing was a little confusing by some people uh why they why they paid that much money to somebody who's only had one successful year uh, after changing positions uh but really whenever you look at it and you you hear these guys speak and how they uh, talk about themselves and and how they want to fit into this team it's really about hard work it's about dedication and it's about um the team and, and that's, that's what Coach Flores has really preached above everything else, that it is a team effort, it is a team sport, and nobody is above the system. And I think that as, as we see this team evolve and mature, uh, we're going to see something possibly great happen. And I, that's really what we're all hoping for. So regardless of your feelings about Tua, about the team, about some of the decisions that they've made, um, I really think it's important to at least... Be optimistic in the fact that we want the same thing that Coach Flores wants out of this team. We just we are just kind of at the mercy to have to to sit back and, and trust his process and hope that uh, the ideas and the system that he's putting in place is going to be enough to bring this team back to greatness. Uh, because, frankly, after the some of the coaching that we've seen in, in recent years with this team, and for quite a while with this team, frankly, uh, with the leadership and the, the coaching and some of the different players that they've brought in uh, that have not had that kind of team mentality, um, it really has put a, a, sour, a sour note, um, a kind of negative mindset that's creeped into all of the fans that regardless of what kind of moves they make, regardless of who they hire... There's always that lingering thought in the back of your head that this is just going to be another flame out right here. This is just going to be another failure. Uh, this is going to be another mediocre season. Um, we're just going to end up starting over again. And that's what's happened time and time again. Uh, but I've, I've certainly been encouraged by what I've seen so far, as I'm sure many of you have been as well, uh, watching the team fight at the end of last year and, and, and really overcome a lot of the negativity that was being thrown out there, it would have been easy for this team to just listen to the media and listen to some of the fans and really buy into that mentality that they were that bad, that they were tanking, that they didn't care about winning, that they were an embarrassment of a team, as some people stated. And they could have just kind of skated out the year and really just, you know, kind of half played, which is hard to do in the NFL. You know, we heard plenty of people speak to that, how it's hard to tank in the NFL because you can't really go out there and half play or you're, you're going to get hurt. You can get hurt. Uh, bad things can come of that. Um, but whenever you see that the way that this team was really able to fight back it just had a different feel about it. It had um, all the characteristics of a team that did not want to quit. They did not want to lose. And they wanted to win not only for themselves but for their coach and for their team. And I think that that's going to be the core moving forward uh, that's really going to infect these players as they come in and really help um, in turning this team around. Uh, But we'll go ahead and get into what I see see as the future for this team, the future for Tua on this team, and uh, especially whenever it comes to this year in particular, because that's been the talk right now is is Tua going to start? Is this team going to start Tua? Is he going to set the entire year? Is he going to maybe come in halfway or near the end of the year, depending on how the wins losses are adding up at that point? Uh, that's, that's really been the hot topic. It's been the topic as far as this team, at least, has been concerned um, over the media platforms. Uh, but whenever I think about what, what, I, what I expect for this year, what I want for this year, I really... Don't know, <laughs> quite frankly, <laughs> because I've I've heard all of the different uh, all the different opinions, and, and everybody's got a different opinion on this. And um, I mean the the injury uh, that that Tua received, that he's trying to climb back from, that he's trying to get healthy from, is is surely not an easy one to overcome. And when I look at Tua possibly starting the year. I mean, it scares the hell out of me just like everybody else out there. Um, even the people that that think he's ready to go and put him out there week 1, they're still scared of it. I mean, don't let them don't let them fool you uh, because I mean, I, obviously I I'd love for Tua to be out there week 1. Uh, I think I think he's dynamic and I think he's going to be just what this team needs. But we really want it to happen the right way. We want yeah, we want Tua to be put out there at the time where he can make the biggest difference, um, where he can really get started with this team on the right note. And and that that could be right away. I mean, it's always good to get playing time under your belt. Um, but we do have to realize that um, getting him 100% healthy is what's most important, especially uh, looking for the possible future years of him playing down the road. Uh, I myself, like many of you out there, are uh, big fans of Ryan Fitzpatrick and what he what he brings to the table. And uh, there really couldn't be a better quarterback to be for Tua to be paired up with at this point. Um, really, seeing how Fitz loves the game, loves the guys around him, and and how infectious his attitude is in the locker room uh, is something that I think that Tua can not only uh, learn from. And is going to learn from, but he's going to be able to mold what he brings to the table around with kind of what that attitude is from coming from a veteran, somebody who's been on multiple different teams, in multiple different locker rooms. Uh, he's seen about everything you can think of, and so it, there couldn't be a better teacher and a better mentor uh, for a young quarterback coming into the NFL. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, people can people can try to knock fits for some of his play and the fact that he's had low points in his career, which he has. He's had highs, he's had lows, he's had all the in-betweens. But really, do you want uh, somebody who's only been successful to teach a young quarterback coming into the NFL who hasn't experienced a lot of uh, diversity? Or adversity, excuse me. Um, but I, I really think that that's what... That's what's going to benefit him the most is having somebody who can show you not only the right way to do things, but the wrong thing, the wrong way to do things as well. Uh, but looking at the possibility of uh, Fitzpatrick starting the year, um, I'm, I certainly don't have anything against it. Um, whenever you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick's career as a whole, he's obviously shown you that he can be a well above average quarterback. And looking at his... Uh, Percent or his accuracy percentages, they've actually gone up as his career has gone on, which is something that's extremely promising. And honestly, what this team really needs right now is his high percent throws and uh, high percent completion ratings. And uh, with his ability to hook up with uh, with Preston Williams and and a lot of Devonte Parker last year, um, he's shown that he still has plenty of uh, power left in that arm. And he's obviously mobile enough, uh, led the team in rushing last year. So, so I mean, that's it's something that's going to be promising as we go into the year if he indeed is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, because we do have a completely new offensive line that's going to be in front of him. Uh, which is one of the, the big factors that I've heard why Tua needs to not start the year. Is to not put him out behind a brand new offensive line. And Which which is a very valid point and one that I do agree with. Uh, I I do want to see how this new offensive line meshes together. I think they brought in a lot of big, uh, big hitting, strong, uh, really good offensive linemen to fill in the desperate need for this team. Uh, But I do want to see if they're able to actually mesh together whenever it comes to the actual game time. I think that they are going to find success. I just don't know if it's going to be very early on in the season. Um, I feel as the season goes on, they're going to get better and better. Um, and I think, I think probably about midway through the season is kind of kind of where my hope is that you really start to see them as a cohesive unit and one that is able to really create very good clean pockets for the quarterback. And I think that that's what's what it's going to take for at least um, Tua to have early success in his career. As he's going to need a lot of a lot more clean pockets, at least than this team has been able to provide over the last few years. Uh, so, so I I do agree that I think Fitz is going to be the uh, I think he's going to be the starting quarterback for the year. I think he probably should be the starting quarterback for the year. But uh, there is another side of the coin, and the other side of the coin is that if Tua comes in to camp, if he goes through the preseason all, all of it he goes through the workouts and everything and he looks just like the dynamic uh, star quarterback that we hope that he can be and he's just fastly outplaying the aging ryan fitzpatrick then a lot of people think that he should just be the starter and if he does win the job outright i don't see any reason why he shouldn't be the starter um i like again like i said before i would be nervous um i think that the offensive line not quite gelling yet could kind of hurt his opportunity at the beginning of the season if they're not able to get it together and they could uh, they've got they've got a lot of talented players there that they could be a good offensive line right off the bat but as far as two starting if what really whenever it comes down to it I mean this is an NFL team uh, this is a team with a coach uh, with a general manager with an owner with with a staff Um, as well as their medical staff, that if there is any reason medically that they don't believe he should be out there week one, I don't think they're going to do it. Um, And so if they do end up going through all of this, uh, the rest of this offseason and go into the year, and he is the starting quarterback, I'll believe that they made the right choice, and I'm going to trust them on that. I will um, be, be probably holding my breath every time that he drops back in the pocket and every time he takes a sack, but... I, I do believe that they have the best interest for not only the team, but really j- him in general. I think that they trust him and I think that they like him enough where they're, they're going to really uh, care about what happens to him. And they're going to try to do what's best for him so that he can do what's best for this team in, in hopefully having a long and successful season. So really, what it comes down to is that I, I am a huge Tua homer. Again, I'll say it again, just because I I want to be completely honest with you. I don't want there to be, um, I don't want there to be too much bad bad mouthing about my um, about my bias for Tua. Um, I'm sure it's going to be there, and, and in some ways it's warranted. But I just want to be completely open about that. Uh, and and like I did say, I, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be cautious with it. I'm trying to. Look at it from all sides, and certainly I've heard a lot of the criticisms, and a lot of them are warranted, um, but when it comes to him personally and and the person that I believe that he is, I really think that that's what's kind of put me over the top in where I think that he can overcome a lot of his shortcomings and really improve himself to to being a elite quarterback in the NFL, and that's what we all hope for anyway, so, so we'll sit back and watch, and we'll see what happens. Uh, as we go into this 2020 season, which will hopefully happen. Uh, we've heard Stephen Ross, uh, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, come out and say that, uh, that uh, yeah, the season's going to happen. Like, we're going to have it happen, which in what capacity, we don't know yet. And certainly hope that he's right about that. I don't foresee the uh, owners wanting to to take the big hit um, that, w- that would come with any sort of setbacks. Uh, but we do hope that Whenever they do get things up and running and, and they th- they get the season underway that they're able to do it in the safest fashion for the players for the fans and for everybody involved, because that's um, that's really got to be the overall goal in these times is we just have to think about safety and uh, whatever way we're able to watch football. If, if there's no fans, I'll tell you, I'll be rooting and watching on my TV just fine um, because I, I I'm very excited for this team and I can't wait to see uh, the product of what they put together. Uh, but that's going to be all my time for today. I do want to thank you again for tuning in. I uh, hope that this was an episode that was at least somewhat enjoyable for you. Uh, I will be taking, uh, taking requests at some point on talking points and things to add in. Uh, still not really sure on when I'm going to be posting uh, new podcasts at the moment. I'll do it whenever I get the time to do it. And uh, whenever things come up, I'll try to get to it as soon as I can. Um, but... Again, I want to thank you all. Looking forward to the upcoming year. And tune in for episode three when it drops. Fins up, everybody.